How can we bridge the gap between knowledge and policy? This is Lucy, and you're listening to Bridging Knowledge and Policy, a podcast from the Institute for Governance Reform. The Institute for Governance Reform is a research and advocacy think tank based in Freetown, Sierra Leone. We believe that weak policy oversight of resource allocation and budget management is one of the underlying causes of poverty, inequality, and tension in Sierra Leone. In this episode, we speak with Kefala Kalon, the bank governor of Sierra Leone, about our country's currency denomination process. This July, the central bank put into effect the redenominated currency by removing three zeros from the Leones. New banknotes have been 1 Leones, 2 Leones, 5 Leones, 10 Leones, and even 20 Leones with the same value, and eventually the old notes will phase out of circulation. Um, we're here to talk about the redenomination that has just recently happened in Sierra Leone. So you'd mind um, telling us what really this redenomination is and the goal? Well, what redenomination is, essentially you are recalibrating the currency. The way I have explained it as I've gone around the country, I tell people that countries are artificial creatures. They are just a piece of land that uh, has people on it mostly under a single political entity. Now, because they are not real, we try to give them symbols. If you call Sierra Leone, Sierra Leone will not answer. Mm. If I call your name, you would answer. So because you would answer, you don't need symbols. But a country, we give it a flag. We give it a song. We give it an animal. Here we say the lion. But the most important symbol of any country is its currency. We've done the wrong things in the past. We've run huge budget deficits. We have uh, consumed more than we produce. And we have tried to hide all of those inefficiencies by adding zeros to the currency. At some point, the currency and the economy slow down. And the reason for this is simply that we use money as a medium of exchange. Money has no intrinsic value, except that somebody is willing to accept it to part with something of value to them because they know that somebody else will accept it and give them something of value. If your currency becomes so debased that people decide that uh, they are going to substitute your currency for others, which is what is happening in this economy, people even wanted to be buying bread with dollars. Then the viruses have gotten so much onto your system that a reset will be the first thing that you need to do. It does not solve every problem. It is not intended to solve every problem. After I announce this thing, you have economists that you've never heard about coming out, giving you prognostications as to what will happen. I just laugh. All we are trying to do is reset the clock. If we go back and do the same things that we did before, we'll go back to where we are today. But redenomination at least gives the country an opportunity for us to say, let's start again. Let's follow simple rules of economics and then let's move on. What do we expect? We expected that uh, theoretically redenomination should not do anything. It should have no impact on the economy because you reduce three zeros from the uh, currency, 
three zeros from prices, the real price level, the real value of the currency is not changing. However, experience teaches us that when you redenominate, things do happen positively if other conditions hold. First, we economists talk about money illusion, which essentially says in a very simple terms, if your employer chooses to tell you that he or she is going to double your wage, but you will pay twice as high price for everything as you do now, they double your money wage, they double the price level, you will be happy. Even though your real standard of living is not changing. On the other hand, if your boss tells you that they are going to half your salary and guarantee that you will pay half prices for everything you buy, Again, your real situation hasn't changed. However, you won't like that state. So we economists talk about money illusion. When it comes to money, people like big numbers. The magic of redenomination is that money illusion causes people to believe that they are poorer, even though their situation hasn't changed. When they believe that they are poorer, then they are going to try to spend their money more wisely. They are going to go out and bargain with Mm. people in the market. Mm -hmm. For example, you take an Okada now. Let's say they said 7,500 leons in the past. You come out, you give the guy 8,000 leons. He tells you, I don't have any change. Mm. You walk away. Simply because in your mind, the 500 leons buy so little that relative to the effort you will have to exert to get this guy to give you your 500 leons, you may as well walk away. Yeah. When we redenominate, that 500 leons is still 50 cents. But now because you think you are, I'm working the same as hard as I used to for a month, and I'm now getting 1,000 leons instead of 1 million. Therefore, my 50 cents is worth more. But in reality, it's still 500 leons. Yeah. But you will insist that they give you back your change. These are the things on the ordinary level that redenomination does. Secondly, redenomination creates efficiency in the economy. We waste a lot of resources carrying huge stacks of money, going to the bank, standing in line while they count that money. And then it comes to the central bank. We pay people to count that money. All those resources now, when you redenominate, and you bring higher value notes, you reduce those transaction costs. As a result of that, you introduce a little bit more efficiency into the system, which might lead to economic growth. Will the benefits exceed the cost of redenomination on the economy? Well, let let me tell you, the cost of redenomination. Let's forget about the benefits. Let's just talk about the cost of redenomination and the cost of doing nothing. You are aware that in 2020, we had a currency shortage. One thing that uh, we have to understand is something called seniorage, which is just the profit a central bank gets from being the monetary authority. Mm -hmm. So in the United States, for example, when they print a dollar note, I think they spend about seven cents. They give it to you, you part of something worth a dollar, the central bank gets 93 cents in profit. In Sierra Leone, our currency had become so debased that we print lots and lots of them, paying hard currency for them, but their exchange value is not equal to what we pay. So the central bank was actually gaining negative synergy, getting no profit for monetary operations. 
when you redenominate, you print less notes, but the unit cost is the same. So mm -hmm. at least the central bank can acquire something. But more importantly, I have told people that one of the first things I wanted to do as governor was redenominate because of the inefficiencies in the system. But then when I came in, realized that we had ordered quite a bit of notes and more were coming in. And we are paying hard currency for these notes that are not worth their value, in fact, when we put them out. So for me to have redenominated at that time would have meant we waste all of that. So I told myself, the next two years, I'm going to spend time preparing the ground for redenomination by reducing the inflation rate and stabilizing the exchange rate, which we did until COVID came. But in 2020, we had the situation of a currency shortage, which was an anomaly. Firstly, on December 31 of every year, the last business day of a year, banking will go and check our stock of currency. Based on previous usages, estimate how long that stock will take us the next year. When we did that in 2019, we were sure that we had enough money to match 2021. Then in June, the vault is going empty because people were just taking a whole lot of money and hoarding. The response to that initially was, I ordered more money. But remember, I am paying US dollars to bring in money whose value is not equal to the US dollar I paid. Then when, when I bring it, we put it into the market, it evaporates. It got so bad that we used to have a, a plane, charter a plane. Whenever they print a little amount of money, at that time they were doing Sri Lanka, we'll charter a private jet, bring that money here to put into circulation and people hoard it. So close were we to a financial disaster that I started swapping dollars for leons. Essentially, we have paid dollars to print this money. Now people have hoarded them. Then I was taking dollars from the reserves to give it to them so that they will bring the currency back into the bank. So now we are paying for the same money twice. For that, that cash swap alone, forget about the additional cost of printing and chattering planes to bring to this country. The cash swap alone cost the central bank $68.5 million. I don't think we have spent that much on redenomination. So let's forget about the benefits. Suppose the benefits were the same. What we are now looking at is the marginal cost of doing nothing and what we did. If we had not uh, redenominated, in fact, even not redenominate, if I had not announced that I was going to redenominate, I was actually in the U.S. when they called me with a dire situation that uh, things are going really badly. I came back here on the 10th of August, got the board to meet, on the 11th of August, I announced. The reason I announced, even when we were not ready, was because I knew that once I announced, people would bring money back into the banks. And we never had to order any more money. So at the end of the day, we are a public entity. They audit everything that we've done. Okay. And uh, we believe that uh, it, will, it will tell well on the bank. There was a statement that, you know, that people couldn't really get the amount of money that they would want to get. Yes, because in this society, we have a proverb that only a fool will allow the same body of water to remove his pants twice. The first time you get to the water, you don't know what it is. You have your pants on, you start walking, you don't know how deep it is. 
your pants get wet, you take it off. If you have any sense, the next time you come to that river and you know how deep it is, you make sure that you have a set of pants that you put on your head and walk across. This economy was almost brought to its knees by people who were hoarding. After we started, even though we put limits that our individuals may only change 30 million, which is what, 30,000 and businesses, 100 million, we saw huge withdrawals of money. People essentially trying to hoard this one too. And so we put a restriction. But this is nothing new. When I went around this country talking about redenomination, the question that will always come is, when you change this money, what do you have in place to ensure that hoarding does not take place again? And my answer was always, we will impose a cash policy, and which is what we have imposed. You have your money. We have lifted all restrictions on checks. Write a check. Pay using a check. But if you want to go, I don't think there's anybody in this country normally who would need to spend 30 million or 30,000 new leons in a week. Businesses. Businesses is 100,000 new leons in a week. But they can write checks. They can make payments through checks. Okay. So what can CLN expect after the transition period? As I said earlier, money is neutral. Money has no intrinsic value. The number of zeros on the currency has no, it means nothing, except that in our case, it has slowed down the economy. What Sierra Leoneans will expect, when economists talk, we talk about all other things being equal. I told you that we have reset the economy. The problems that led us to the current situation, if we don't correct them, we'll get back to the same situation. We have an economy from the viewpoint of economists, it's just a group of people who engage in production, distribution, exchange, and consumption. Production, how much you produce using our resources. Distribution, who gets what of what we produce, how we distribute it. Exchange trade and consumption. For over three or four decades in this country, we have banished production. Nobody wants to produce anything. When you are going to your village, they ask you to buy plazas from uh, the district headquarters to bring it there when there is land in the villages. Because there is no production, we have uh, the distribution question has become very tense. And so we answer it with corruption, cutting corners to get to where we want to get to. Because if this pot of tea is here, it's not increasing, and there are more people wanting it, we find ways, creative ways, to increase our share. If we don't bring production back into the definition of this economy, redenomination won't do anything. We have magnified exchange. Everybody in this country is a trader or businessman, but we are producing nothing. What does that do? Put markups, 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 prices rise. Redenomination will not change that. We have glorified consumption. Consumption, especially of imported goods, because we are not producing. If we don't change that, redenomination will not help us. So probably there are not better policies and structures to change those things. Those are structural policies that fall beyond the realm of the central bank. Our role as a central bank is to manage the monetary sector of the economy. We need structural policies. For example, 
I always say we have all of these people in the capital cities and the district headquarters. And this is not just Sierra Leone. At independence, all these African governments went on what a development economists now call the first city bias. We bring all development, all infrastructure into, in the city. And if there's anything, we take it to the provincial headquarters. And what, what does that do? It becomes the pool factor that brings people from the rural areas. They become idle in the urban areas and productivity falls. We have to change that. We have to reduce corruption in this country. If we don't change that, redenomination is not going to mean much. So there are a lot of structural problems in the economy that has to be changed. So will this redenomination help Sierra GDP grow or help address any of the inflation? Redenomination has reset the clock. The bank is going to try to uh, start a sensitization program telling the people of this country that we have to go back to production be able to produce, at least feed ourselves. It is not impossible. We used to export rice in this country. When we exported rice, or we used to export a lot of coffee and cacao, two-thirds of the country's foreign exchange earnings came from those. Do you know why? Because the British did not give you anything for free. If you did not grow coffee, cacao, or rice, or piasava, or palm canes, and get money and pay their taxes, they treated you very brutally. Today, the tables have changed. Everybody believes that government should give them something, not what they can do for themselves. Redenomination will not change that. If we do all of the things, the hard structural policies necessary to change the production in this country, redenomination will be that engine oil to make the vehicle go uh, faster. Okay, finally, um, will the redenomination policy undermine the proposed ECOWAS common currency? No. All redenomination is doing is we are changing the numbers on the currency. At the end of the day, it will actually help us if, if our money illusion is so strong. And I noticed so far that it is very strong because people are liking the new money. They think it's going to do great things. If they follow that liking with effort to produce more and this, that, we will be able to uh, make the, qualify for the single currency much sooner. And by the way, the only reason we did not qualify for the single currency, and all countries uh, in the region, I think, except Togo, is because of COVID. When, when I came in, I think uh, we had met one, one requirement. By 2019, we promised that uh, we were going to bring inflation down below 10%, which we did, and that uh, by December 2020, we should have met all the criteria to join the single currency. But then COVID came and everything went haywire. Now we have the war, the Ukraine war, which is actually posing a lot of imported inflation on the economy. All right, so finally, 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 what's the Bank of Salian's assessment on the level of sensitization? You tell me. People, people thought that uh, sensitization only happens when you go through jingles and this and that. We thought differently. There were, there were two, two, two things. Many people thought, psychologists have found that if you want your message to resonate, you don't say it for a long time because people would tune out. So we decided that we will do our sensitization very close to when we launch. 
and we visited every district in this country, brought in the paramount chiefs, uh, the local imams for each chiefdom, the uh, pastors, youth organizations, and everybody. And we talked to them about the new currency. We did not only stop there, we decided that we are hiring per chiefdom four young people, two men, two women, that we train, and they go out in their communities and keep talking about the new currency, even as we are going on. Uh, Freetown, we hired, I think, 100 young people who are already now in the field. To me, my own approach was that uh, people say, oh, it's not on Facebook, it's not here, it's not here. What percentage of the people of this country have access to that? I felt that going directly to the people, to their traditional leaders, talking with them, involving them in the process will yield better benefits. And based on what we're hearing, even from the villages, people understand the, the new currency. That's, that's great, I must say. Thank you very much for being able to talk to us today and for joining us on today's podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bridging Knowledge and Policy from the Institute for Governance Reform. For more information on IGR's research and advocacy, visit our website or follow our social media pages.